dating site OkCupid found one question that was the single best predictor of whether men or women would have sex on the first date. Let me guess. Wanna have sex with me? Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbshit. And you're listening to Crash on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. On this week's episode of Crash on My Couch, we talk about the Oscar nominations that just came out. We talk about some quirky lines you can use to break the ice on your first date. Very nice. And we talk about how many Claudias are in the University of Missouri. <laughs> this week and more on Crash, Crash on, on My, my Couch. Couch. Hello, guys. Welcome back to Crash on My Couch. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbshare. That's true. That is your name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> Isn't that a thing that people say? I remember saying that. I don't think was. they say that. Yeah. It's my name. Don't wear it out. Really? Because I always thought that people said, like, don't wear it out. I didn't know that was relevant to the name. I always thought it was something else. Yeah, like, hey, Arden, that's my name, don't wear it out. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think you have a point there. But usually you say it like, to, like I would say it in response, but I said that your name was Will Derbyshire, so don't wear it out. Wow. So it doesn't necessarily work. Either way, this is pointless. I don't know why we started with this. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another week. Of crash on my couch, crash on our couch. I realize we've been a little bit selfish because we've been saying crash on my couch. So is it my couch or your couch? What do you mean? Or is it just like a metaphorical couch? <laughs> what do you, what do you <laughs> Whose mean? Whose couch is it? Crash on our couch? Crash on my couch? Who's cra- whose couch is it? Is it yours or mine? Oh. You see what I'm saying? But we both say it at the same time, so I guess it kind of just... Means both of us. Means both of us. Our couch. But we we don't say crash on our couch. Yeah, crash on my couch just sounds better. It does. It just sounds better, which is why we chose it. But it's funny because we're not including each other in this. Crash on our couch. Yeah, think about it. Well you know what? Sometimes we do it in the UK, sometimes we do it in the US. That's true. So we I should be the one that says it now. Welcome and then we're in the my- US. You should say it. Oh my god, can we do that from here on out? Yeah. Okay, genius. Wow. I love it. Really found a place there for that. Let's just have a round of applause. For us being great at figuring out our own catchphrase about a hundred episodes in. Um, Killing it. Um, I'm going back tomorrow. I'm going to the US tomorrow. I really? <laughs> oh, re- really? I'm playing as the audience, Arden. Could you be a little bit more enthused then? Oh, oh really? really? Whoa. Tell me more about that. Uh, I'll go back tomorrow. I have a premium economy seat, which is pretty exciting. I do have a middle seat, so that's pretty gross. I think I'm going to wear a surgical mask so I don't get the killer influenza that's going on in L.A., which Will is 95% sure that I'm going to get. So I'm going to try to stay away from that. Uh, For anyone in California that's dealing with the mega flu that's apparently going on, how is that going? Uh, tweet at me. What should I be doing to prevent that? Because I don't really want to get sick. You just need to stay indoors, gaffer tape all your doors. Okay. So no air gets in. Uh, that sounds like I'm going to suffocate, but okay. No, I should be fine. Okay. Um, then when you're in the car, uh-huh. gaffer tape all those leaks. So just tape. Leaks. How do I get out? Um, well, you open the door and then you just 
hold your breath and run into a building. Oh, okay. That's how I'm going to stay away from that. And the issue is, I guess the outside buildings aren't going to be secure, but so you might just gaffer tape some of those too. Gaffer tape the buildings that I'm in? Yeah, just carry around some gaffer tape with you. Oh my god. Sort out those buildings and you won't be sick. Okay, that's good to know. I can also just wear a surgical mask around. Yeah, but then you look fucking crazy. Oh, and I don't look crazy taping up <laughs> every surface that has a crack in it? That's the way I don't look crazy? I mean, yeah, because then, I don't know, it kind of makes sense to me. Okay, well, I am wearing a surgical mask on the flight, so that's pretty exciting. No one's going to serve you. They're going to be like, mm, I'm not serving her. That's fine. I, I don't like having awkward conversations. That's true, because, you know, those people, they might be carrying the virus, so stay away from people. Exactly. And also, since I'm in the middle row, hopefully the fact that I have a surgical mask on will make people feel like maybe I have a disease, so no one will talk to me. Mm. So if I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom, they'll be like, hurry, go, 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 just go. Just, just go. Gaida. And I'll be like, thank you. Gaida. Maybe I'll cough a little bit. Thank you. Nice. You know what I mean? Really play up the idea that maybe I'm sick. Yeah, go, you heard about the influenza virus? I think I might have it. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Swine flu, bird flu, what's next? Me flu. Arden flu. Me flu. I don't know. I tried to make a joke and it didn't work, did it? Anyway, <laughs> let's get on to our first segment. <laughs> oh my god, you sound so excited about it. Anyway, let's get on to our first segment. That was beautiful. You also put on a little bit of American accent there. Yeah. I like that. Um, our first segment is... Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is. I wish I could like we could have like an animation like we could there's a visual cue for it because I just want a I just want a little kid to be vomiting like I want someone to be flushing a toilet of of people's hands that are pointing down nice it's just a toilet flushing just a swell toilet swell thing yeah yeah Yeah. the weekly idiot um. So this is, like, sort of a weekly idiot. Also, maybe it's really clever, just in a really dumb way. You know when something's so dumb it's almost clever? Yeah. Okay, so this is pretty much that. I don't know if you heard about this yet, but I I saw this on Twitter. So this kind of got blown up. It's on a bunch of different websites, but I found this on Twitter. Um, This is a Twitter moment. That is how legit of a news agency we are right here on this podcast. Um, But this is titled, Boy emailed every Claudia at Missouri State to get a date. Okay, you may well have swiped the wrong way while looking at a Tinder profile and thought you'd lost that person forever. Not if your name is Hayden Mole. He failed to match with someone called Claudia, so decided to email every Claudia at her university. No. Yeah. He emailed everyone with the name Claudia. So he saw some girl on Tinder, was like... We should have matched, yo. She's bomb as hell. Why didn't she match with me? Yeah, she swiped the other way, Brobs. Yeah, because she's. Oh, wait, there. does Tinder, like, when you see someone on Tinder, does that mean that, like, they've definitely swiped you? Or is it, like, they might swipe you in the future? I think that. Do you see it, what I'm saying? The algorithm puts you together on purpose, but most of the time I feel like it's just because of location. And then you have to. I think you have to swipe. I mean, neither of us have been on Tinder in a while, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but I think you have, one person has to swipe, and then. If the other person swipes, then it goes like, it's a match. Yeah, no, I know that. What yeah. I'm saying is, like, if he's like, swipe, yes, yeah, like, wow, she's great. Yeah. We don't know if Claudia has even swiped on him yet. Yeah, I think she didn't swipe on him. I think she swiped no. 
No, no. What I'm saying is, is we don't know that she's even had the option to. She might not even seen his. No, no, no. Yet. If you get if you get sent a person, they get sent you too. Really? Yeah. But I if always you swipe, if you swipe on someone, then it would be really weird if they just never let the other person see you. No, no. no. I, I reckon like they do let the person see you, but like. It, not necessarily at the same time because I've had friends like be like oh I swiped like around her like I hope I hope she swipes around me like it's not you don't get an immediate match it no, like no, can sometimes take a while you know you don't get an immediate but no what I'm saying is that the reason why people are going I hope she swipes right on me is because she's given the option she just might swipe right yeah because I suppose I suppose they always have, show you they would, it would That'd have be to weird. be a match immediately or else how would you get in contact with that That'd person? be weird. In fact, I think they send the people... Like, if you matched with me, but, like, you weren't normally in my list, they send you to me because you've already matched with me. I see. So that she she swiped, she swiped right Okay, on. so we worked out. <laughs> Claudia she swiped right. said no. Yes, Claudia said no, and that's why this is a problem. So um, he sent this email to... It looks like one, two, 41... 41 Claudias. 40. I feel like that's like a low amount of Claudia's for university. Do you really think there are over 41 Claudia's at any given university? I don't know, like, people in America are called Claudia. <laughs> I've met three Claudia's I feel like I've met two Claudia's in my life. I've, I know Claudia Saluski and, like, one other Claudia. And I, I actually don't even remember what that Claudia was. I just remember, I remember thinking, oh, wow, it's another Claudia. But I don't remember who it was. Really? You think 41 Claudias in the university? That's a like, lot of Claudias. Yeah, that's really? a lot of Claudias. Who knew Missouri had so many Claudias? But Missouri has, like, a lot of people. Can you just, like, type in how many people go to Missouri University? Yeah, let's find out. Now I want to know. How many? 32,000 people. Okay, 32,000 people. You see, you're telling me. You're telling me, Arden, uh-huh. that out of 32,000 people, there's only 40 Claudias? What the fuck's that about? <laughs> that, that makes sense to me. In all of Los Angeles, I've only met one Claudia, and she's from Chicago. Man, what? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of... I wonder how many Ardens there are. I'm well, sure Arden's there aren't like that a many. very uncommon name. Yeah, but think about how many Jessicas there are. There must be, like, 50 million Jessicas, okay, at Missouri <laughs> University. But not a lot of Claudias. I'm just saying, like, like 40 Claudias just seems like a very low amount. But maybe also you spell Claudia differently. Like I would, I would say like maybe a hundred. Hundred Claudias. I'd say in like a th- in like the good thirty, thirty-two thousand range is maybe a hundred Claudias. Really? Yeah. You think there are a hundred Claudias in thirty-two thousand people? I do not people. think that is true. Thirty thousand no. people is a lot of people. That's not that many people. Yeah, it is. That's not that many people. Dude, it is. If you looked at 32,000 people in front of you, you'd be like, fuck, this is a lot of people. There are 100 Claudias in here. <laughs> My God, that's the first thing I think. Yeah. There are, I would say there are approximately 100 Claudias in this room of 32,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be some weird maths he's done wrong there. I don't know. I think there's only 41 of them. Interesting. Yeah, that are, I mean, he, what he did was he looked at all the student IDs. Like, he looked at all of the student emails and found 41 Claudia emails. Wow, so I guess there must only be 41 Claudias. There are only 41 Claudias. Okay, can we get over the fact that there are only yeah. 41? Why is that the thing that we're clinging to in this episode? Yeah. Okay, so do you want to hear the message that he sent all the Claudias? Yes. The 41 yes. Claudias? Well, actually, technically, there are 43 Claudias. Did he refer to them each as Claudia 1, Claudia 2, Claudia 3? No, he sent them a mass email. Okay. He sent one email to all of the Claudias. Got it. Okay. Hello, all Claudias of Missouri State. <laughs> oh, wait, he, he added this. 
I think I might have missed some, and if so, help me out. So I'm telling you, I missed a couple Claudias. You don't fucking say that. What do you mean? There's, there's got to be at least a hundred Claudias in Missouri. I don't time. believe that, but also let's not get <laughs> caught up on the semantics, okay? First off. My name is Hayden, and I made a rookie mistake on Tinder. I accidentally swiped left on a Claudia's profile. Left is bad, and I really wanted to swipe right. If Tinder provided last names, this would be much easier, but it doesn't, so I have to describe the profile to you. I swiped left on a girl with the name Claudia. The age next to her name was 20, but in her bio, it said she was actually 18, and she didn't know how to change it. The picture she provided had some of her friends with her and her mom in them. In her bio, she said some of her friends were single, and if anyone liked them better, that's fine, but they couldn't have her mom. Had me dead, by the way. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Oh my god. So like I said, I meant to swipe right, but that didn't happen. My Instagram is Hayden.mole if you want to look me up. I'm just asking, if this is your profile that I described, please message me back with right or left, just so I know if you're interested or not. If you choose right, we can totally get some donuts or something, but if you choose left, <laughs> that's cool too. No worries. If it's none of you Claudias, and you know even more Claudias, spread the word, please. It would be much appreciated. Everyone enjoy your day, Hayden. How funny is that? I think that, you know what's hilarious is like, now I imagine like all of the Claudias in Missouri having a meeting. Being like, all oh, the Claudias. So which one of it was you? Who did it? Claudia? Claudia? Yeah, yeah. Wait, me? No, no, the no. other Claudia. <laughs> also, oh my God, there is, we found the Claudia. This is the Claudia. That's the Claudia. No way. Yeah. And her bio now is check your email often. That's the Claudia. My God, is any more updates? Did they go on the date? Did they? Did she swipe, whatever way? What an honor! No, I mean Hayden Mole. So I emailed a few Claudias. That's his. That's his bio now. <laughs> so I emailed a few Claudias. That is amazing. I, I kind of love it. I don't think he's a weekly idiot. I think he's a weekly genius. Yeah, that actually is hilarious. That really is hilarious. I don't think she went on a, a date with him. The the tweet that she made, this guy literally emailed every Claudia in Missouri State to find me on Tinder. That got 161,000 favorites. I know, it's quite kind of oddly romantic in a way. Yeah, someone said this is the modern day Disney story that I've been waiting yeah. for. I can't wait for Disney to make a movie about this. She's real cute. But that's so funny. I don't, uh, I don't think they ever went on a date. Although they should, just for the memes. I mean, they definitely should. They should just for the memes. Or he should group email all the Claudias and be like, yo, do all of you guys want to go out for donuts? If someone went to that extreme level, I'd go on a date. Yeah, I would too. Because that's fucking hilarious. I would absolutely go out with him. <laughs> and he would never get your name wrong. <laughs> that's for damn sure. He's, yeah. He's gone through like 41 Claudias to try to find you. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. good on him. Mm. So he's not really a weekly idiot, but he is... Hilarious, yes. and uh, I commend you, Hayden, for trying to find your one true Claudia. Yes, all of us are just trying to find a Claudia, aren't we? We are. I'm glad I found my Claudia a little earlier. Ah, oh. Alan's gr- grabbing my hand as well when she's saying that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. No, we're done with this. Okay. Aww. And now for our next segment, something that Squilliam Derbyshire is going to be uh, gracing us with. Squilliam, what are we talking about? And that is go science. Go science! Go, Go science! science. Wing, 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 wing. That was a robot noise. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so continuing on from uh, the dating topic we were just talking about. Uh-huh. Um, 
I'm on time.com and I've been reading an article called First Date Conversation. Five things research says you should talk about. Ooh, okay. So it's a little bit of psychology. You um, know what I'm going to do? I'm going to judge our first date, if I can even remember what the fuck we talked about, uh, and try to remember if you did any of these sweet-ass okay. moves on me. Okay, so science, <laughs> scientists and research have come to the conclusion that these are the five things we should talk about to break the ice. Ooh. So one. Death of a loved one. No. Okay. Although, you know... Could work. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, the last time you had to bury your pet. No. Okay. I'm going to say them now. Okay. One. Your biggest insecurity. Okay. Talk travel, not movies. Talk travel, not movies. Why is that? I kind of feel like that's wrong, though, because, like, <laughs> we definitely I would talk love to talk about movies. I wouldn't want to talk about travel. Like, who the fuck cares about that? What? But you are also a director, so you probably like talking about exactly, movies. Exactly, but you can't just put this generic statement out. Well, okay, let's see why. You just discredited the uh, whole okay, article. Okay, let me just... Okay. Read why, please. In a study by Richard Wiseman, less than 9% of couples that talked movies went to the second date, versus 18% of couples that talked about travel. Huh. I guess it's like... I guess it's kind of like... You both are, like, kind of imagining you go on a trip somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess that's, like, the optimism. It's like, yeah, you know, I really like Japan. Yeah. We could go to Japan someday. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to go in the fall. And and, and then she would go. Oh, fall's like, my favorite He or season. she yeah. would say, yeah, I'd love to go in the fall. Maybe we should go. Good topic. Good topic. Whereas maybe movies, and also you can kind of disagree. Like, if I was like... You know what? I I gotta say it. The newest Transformers got snubbed by the Oscars. You would not go on a second date with me. That's true. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? People's taste in movies is very specific, so you might end up disliking someone just because they like... But no one hates travel. Who hates travel? Ugh. I hate thinking about going to Spain in the summertime. Yeah, that's true. No one hates travel. Well, it says here, when talking about movies, less than 9% of the pairs went to meet up again compared to the 18%. The conversations about travel tended to revolve around great holidays and dream destinations. Yeah. And that makes people feel good and so appear more attractive to one another. Yeah. Well, because also you want someone who's like worldly. You know what I mean? Like, when I knew that you went to India, I was like, very cool. You traveled yeah. across India. Like, Whatever. what's this guy doing? And then I was like, ooh, going to get up on that man. Okay. I'm going to move to, <laughs> to number two. Uh, it's not just about what you talk about. It's how you talk. Whoa. So, Did you just give us an example? <laughs> it's not about what I don't you know. Uh, add to what they say and bounce the ball back. This is how to have smooth first date conversation. Isn't that just a conversation? I, mean, I had no idea. <laughs> Avoid extremes in autonomy. Don't dominate, but don't be a non-contributor either. So basically just like try and talk like a fucking robot. Talk like a fucking human being. Be like, oh, yes, you love Italy? I love Italy too. I Let's think. talk about Italy. What do you think of Italy? Like, that's what they're fucking saying. <laughs> no, what they're saying is that, so if I'm like, oh, you know what I just love? I was about to say something really graphic. You know what I just love? Shoving hamsters up my ass. And, and then I would say, I too love shoving hamsters up my ass. No, no, no. You don't have to say that. You can go... Oh, yeah. Hamsters are, like, my favorite pet. Like, defer from the conversation that maybe makes you uncomfortable. But it says here, avoid extremes in autonomy. 
Don't dominate, but don't be a non-contributor either. And add to what they say and bounce the ball back. Yeah, like, oh yeah, I love hamsters. They're like my favorite pets. Did you ever have a pet when you were younger? What? Pop it back over to them. That was pretty smooth. That's what I'm saying. I see. I would. That that sounds difficult. Um, <laughs> Having a conversation. Number three: share secrets. Emotional personal information exchanged during first date conversation promotes powerful feelings of connection. I get. I kind of get like an in between of that though, because I remember like if I met someone and they like tried to have like a like I don't know like ugh, I just don't really get along with my sister or something like that. That's not like a secret, though. I mean, it's like a personal... I think they're referring to, like... Where you hid the dead body. Yeah, I, you know what's so funny and, like, so kind of weird? I was literally going to use it as an example. <laughs> I was going to be like, so I killed someone and hid and run, like... I don't think that's the best thing to do on a first date, is to talk about the, where you where you hide the dead bodies. Arthur Aaron, a psychologist at the State University of New York at Stony Brook, is interested in how people form romantic relationships. And he's come up with an ingenious way of taking men and women who has never met before and making them feel close to one another. Given that he has just one hour or so to create the intimacy levels that typically take weeks, months, or years to form, he accelerated the getting-to-know-you process for a set of 36 questions crafted to take the participants rapidly from level one to the McAdams system to level two. Whoa. So what is it? Is it just like telling people secrets? Yeah, so it's kind of like... What he found was striking, the intensity of the dialogue patterns bond at the end of the 45-minute vulnerability interaction was rated as closer than the closest relationship in the lives of 30% of similar students. Okay, can we, so can we dumb that down a little bit? What does that mean? <laughs> in other words, the instant connections were more powerful than many long-term, even lifelong connections. What, were they, what was he telling them to do? I guess he was saying that emotional, personal information exchange, as I've said before, during first-date conversation promotes powerful feelings of connection so i guess yeah it's like revealing you're right not necessarily secret oh wow so you can read some of the questions here should we, should we read some of them yeah let's read them okay what is your social security number how much what mon- is your how much type? money do you have question mark a lot bitch <laughs> i minted <laughs> given the choice of anyone in the world who would you want as a dinner guest great question I feel like that's a pretty average date question. Yeah, though. I feel like that's like someone would say, like, anybody would say that, like, mm, yeah, that got, it's got like a... I'm, I'm terrible with those kind of questions, though, because I overthink them, and I'm like, ooh, do I need to say someone really smart, like Albert Einstein? But I wouldn't actually want to have dinner with Albert Einstein. I mean, they're all just like, I'm just reading through them now, they're all just like really kind of generic questions, like, what does friendship mean to you? And if someone asked me what does friendship mean to me, I'd be like, who, the, who what are you? <laughs> What's your problem? What is your most treasured memory? What is your most terrible memory? Like, they're all just really, like, robotic questions. If someone asked me 30 questions like that, I'd be like, um... You know someone socially awkward is going through that list going, oh, I know what I'm doing on my next first date. Oh, yeah. What's your worst memory? What does friendship mean to you? <laughs> Number four. Choose controversial over dull every time. Oh. <sighs> I actually agree with that because when we first started dating, if we had a controversial opinion, you always like were like, oh yeah, no, that's totally cool. And now if I say something, you're like, no, you dumb fuck. That's not how it goes. Well, I mean, they use a weird example because they say if all else fails, talk about abortions and STDs. <gasps> what? So the, I was going to use that as a joke. How are STDs a controversial I mean, like, opinion? Also, like if all else fails, like what what has to fail for you to talk about STDs and, and abortions. abortions on the first day? Why would you ever do that? 
Why would you ever do that? Or times like talking to us directly. It goes, yeah, you heard me. Forcing people to discuss interesting but more controversial topics made for more enjoyable first date conversations. Because you probably remember it. Like, I don't know. But I, why why STDs, though? How is that a controversial opinion? Uh, I think time hey, is Will. losing the fucking plot. Will, how, how do you feel about STDs? Yeah, I'd be like... Um, They're bad and I don't yeah, want I them? I don't want an STD. Yeah. That's that's the end of that topic. You can't really be like pro-STD or... Yeah, I really want one. STD... Or anti-STD. Everyone's just anti-STD. So it says here, like, we limited, we limited the type of discussions that online dealers could engage by, eliminating their ability to ask anything that they wanted, and giving them a, present, uh, a preset list of questions and allowing them to ask only these questions. So, like, questions like, how many romantic partners did you have? When was your last breakup? Did you have STDs? Do you have any STDs? Have you ever broken someone's heart? I mean, I guess... Asking if someone's got an STD is just like a general question you You're should know. But you're probably not going to break the ice with that. No, I'm going to ask that before I'm getting in bed with someone. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, hey, what was the last time you got checked for herpes? That's not going to be the first thing that I'm going to ask on a date. Yeah, and I don't feel like you're going to phrase it like, hey, do you have any STDs? You might be like, hey, hey, um, as as just you- check in. Just wanted to. I know this is kind of something I don't normally want to ask, but you're not gonna be like, "Hey, got any STDs?" Like it's like it's a piece of gum hey, in bro. your pocket. Got any STDs? Got any of uh, those uh, STDs people have been talking about? Herpes. Fucking mm-hmm. Okay, finally five. Looking to get lucky? Oh no. Dating site OkCupid found one question that was the single best predictor of whether men or women would have sex on the first date. Let me guess. Want to have sex with me? Do you like the taste of beer? That's the question. Do you like the taste of beer? That's the question. What? Among all our casual topics, whether someone likes the taste of beer is the single best predictor of if he or she has sex on the first date. No matter their gender, what? Yeah. No matter their gender orientation, beer lovers are 60% more likely to be okay with sleeping with someone they've just met. Sadly, this is the only question with a meaningful correlation for women. What? What? 60% of beer lovers end up just sleeping with someone on the first date. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really like beer. Whereas I like the taste of beer. So... This makes sense, doesn't it? Ayo! Ayo! Yeah. Um, Fascinating. So what have we learned? We have learned that in order to break the ice on the first date, you can, one, talk about SDDs. You can, two, talk about abortions. Or you can, three, talk like a robot. Yay! And four... The best way to find out if someone's a slutty slut slut, like myself, just ask them if they like beer. Imagine, like, though, like, if you did exactly what, like, all of these, like, dating sites, all these, like, articles did, and you just sat down and like, hey, nice to meet you. What's your name? And she's like, um, my name's Arden. My name's Claudia. <laughs> my name's Claudia. <laughs> and I'd be like, great, Claudia's a great name. Tell me more about your name. That's how I want people to talk. No, they want people to go... Claudia? I love Claudia. My grandmother's name is Claudia. Claudia's a great name. Do you like the taste of beer, Claudia? It sounds like you're asking, like, do you want to taste my cock, Claudia? <laughs> like, like, it's the exact same thing to me. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Ugh. Anyway, moving on to our last segment. That was beautiful. What are we talking about? Ooh, this one's going to be a chatty one. Chatty, sure. chatty, combatty. Okay, let's talk. That was actually very appropriate for what we're about to talk about, since we've already pretty much argued today about this. Um, Next up, it's... Re 
the other films I saw, um, Lady Bird, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Missouri. Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Like, I think those films for me, I just was like, I could watch them and be like, yeah, these deserve uh, an Oscar nomination. Like, I see. These are um, all such amazing kind of dynamic films. And even though I thought Get Out was an amazing film, I just, I guess it didn't, I didn't think it was like that high up mm-hmm. as a film. I don't know. I guess like it's a really good thing because for the reasons we just said, and also because like a horror never wins or gets nominated for, for an Academy Award. Yeah. Like that never had before. But I guess that kind of rubs me the wrong way as well because I feel like the there witch. have been some incredible horror films over the last couple yeah. of years and like I feel like they're just as deserving mm-hmm. as, as Get Out is. And like cause that kind of bums me out as well. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my only thing. Like that's my only thing. I think like I I agree with you on that, but I think the thing that I come back to is if it's a, the step in the right direction of a horror comedy with a black lead and a black writer and director, um, and and getting a nomination. That's a that's a big deal for all all parties. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's a good thing that happened, and I don't think. It is any lesser than any of the other films that are there. I think it's just different. Yeah. And that's what I like about it is that it is different. I suppose I just like, even though I came out thinking like, wow, it was a great film. I just didn't, all the other films I saw there, I came out thinking, wow, what a, that was fucking amazing. Although, I mean, when and we I didn't came, have... but I think you're forgetting about like the visceral reaction we had afterwards. When we got out of it, we were like, oh my God. Because the yeah. twist of the film is like, it hits you hard and you're worried for the main character. Like, you are worried about yeah. everyone. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of twists and turns, even up until the very end when there's that last confrontation where you think, oh shit, it's going to go really Yeah, no, crappy. I, th- listen, I, th- I think the film's an incredible screenplay. Like, Jordan Peele, the guy that wrote it, I think he did a fucking insane job of writing it. Yeah. For me, it didn't, it didn't have that, like, same appeal. But given, yeah, you could be right because we did see it in February and that, you know, kind of the crazy thing is, is like, um, typically, films that come out in February are never nominated. I don't know if you knew that. Like, really? Not. Yeah, because films that are put out for like the Oscars are all put out in like the December January period. Oh, because, I didn't know because that. Because then they get. That's why you know they have award season. That's why like Shape of Water, Free Billboards, everything good comes out. Ladybird. It's all November, December, January. Is that so people can remember it? Because it's the freshest yeah. thing in their minds. Yes. And it's like, this is the time of the year. If you want to make an Academy push, that's why you put your film on now. Oh. So the big, the big thing is with Get Out is it came out in February. But see, I think that's part... I, I really I mean? do think psychologically that's maybe part of the reason why you were kind of like, why is that on the yeah, list? Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not as fresh. Because even to me, it feels like it came out last year because it did come out last year. Like for us, and by that I mean like literally last year yeah, we, yeah, we, were yeah. going, we were going to see it like two weeks from now yeah 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 last year yeah you're so right. it feels like it was a year ago that we saw it yeah whereas we saw Call Me By Your Name like a month ago that's true you I, know what that's I mean? a good point but I promise you at the time and also we were really lucky because we got to see uh, a Q&A with Jordan Peele afterwards yeah and just hearing him talk about the process he he is not no he's 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 incredible he's not someone to fuck with like he's someone who's like legitimately an amazing leader in in what directing is looking like from here on out because it just i think he's gonna do a lot of cool stuff and the fact that he can play with humor and horror so like um finely and intricately it's really cool because at one point you're terrified and the next point you're completely at ease and it's i think there's it takes a lot of skill to do that so either way 
that's <laughs> that was the only controversial virtual one on that list. And a lot of people actually, this Time article that I'm reading off of that has the full list um, is saying that a lot of people are really happy with the nominations, thinking that everything was pretty much spot on this year, which is interesting. Um, although I do think, although people did think Army Hammer got snubbed for. I think, yeah. Wait, what was the? Can you tell me what the best director thing was? Yes. Yeah, so director was Christopher Nolan Dunkirk, yeah. which I agree with. Jordan Peele Get Out, which is controversial. Um, Greta Gerwig Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson Phantom Thread, which we haven't seen. And Guillermo del Toro The Shape of Water. I think Guillermo del Toro deserves that because he. Yeah, he definitely does. I feel Greta like Lady Bird Greta Gerwig. She's fucking. She's amazing. She's too. so cool. But then Jordan Jordan Peele wrote and directed this and it was an original screenplay and and like it was a difficult thing to direct it wasn't something that was easy it's all in one house how do you make that interesting yeah but like, what was that? I was didn't I say there was a film which I was like I wish that uh Blade Runner oh uh, yeah no, no, no. but Blade, Blade Runner, Runner dude. but did you know that Blade Runner got nominated for best set design it, that should have been best directing right that film was that, that film was, was incredible or it got best uh, it, it's up Beauty and the Beast Blade Runner 2049 Darkest Hour Dunkirk and The Shape of Water are up for production design that should be up for best director sound editing is also up for Blade Runner that, see, and that's, sound mixing that's the only, and visual effects but that's the only thing it's like and I guess you know like it is different because Ridley Scott like he always gets nominated for things he does like a million films a year yeah like it is it is what it is but like I do like if you know Jordan Peele's gonna be nominated I do think I know he should be nominated as well because well, that Blade Runner got snubbed people people don't think of like sequels or like um yeah sequels or any kind of like addition to a previous franchise as being legitimate but Blade Runner 2049 was insane but was also but what about Francis what's his name um the guy that did uh Free Billboards. He didn't get a directing nomination either. No, he didn't. And I think that was a beautiful film too. So it's... It's it, tough though because it's a small I don't know group. if I agree with all the nominations. I think they've missed out. I don't know. I guess it is really hard. We've had like... This year's been a really good year for film. It has. So I guess it must be difficult it, to... Uh, I think... Yeah. I, yeah, I, think I just kind of always... Oh, the big thing for me missing out on that best directing list was Call Me By Your Name. Because the guy oh, that did yeah. Call Me By Your Name, I thought that was just like such a... Beautiful. Beautiful film. Like... It transported me afterwards. It really, like, it re- I really stayed with me for a while. I think it stayed yeah. with everybody. That's like, stayed with me. I think that's the thing people take away from that film is they just feel so moved by it. And when you look back on it, you're like, wow, what a, like, feat that yeah. film is. It's like, yeah. it's really special. Yeah. So that's why that makes me a little bit sad that he, like, he didn't get nominated. Because I thought, yeah, that was really. Yeah. Because then, you know, and that's, I guess that's why maybe I was a bit disenfranchised with, like, Get Out, because I'm like, well, Get Out was great, but like, what about all these other ones? Yeah. Like, these, those just definitely should be nominated. But then you'll also have to think about, um, I, Tonya didn't get, like, Margot Robbie didn't get anything for I, Tonya. Oh, that's true. Even though she was... Oh, no, oh, wait, I think no, she did. Wait, did she? I think she got nominated for Best Actress. Oh, wait, she did. She got, she's actress in a leading role, but I, Tonya... Well, I, I haven't seen that film, but I, I heard the directing's it. pretty good. I've too. heard the directing's yeah. insane, and there was no... I'm sorry, there was no, um... The director has not been I would love nominated. for Greta Gerwig to win um, the best directing thing. I think it's the wisest thing that the Oscars could do this year. I think out of that list, out of the list she of- stands out for me as well. Because I think she's like, what she's done is really amazing. And also and she's-, she's a woman. Out of the five people that are nominated, she's the only woman. And yeah. she would be... 
She is. Wait, we were just talking about this earlier. What's the stat that you you read? It was that uh, she's the fifth woman ever to be direct for to be um, nominated for best director. Yes. So she's up there with um, two other women, which I'm not sure. Sophia Coppola. One. one did the piano. Uh, the pianist. Which, which I oh I love the pianist. Yeah, so she did. I think I can't remember what the the, the woman's name was, but she, that was an incredible film. Mm-hmm. Sophie Coppola and then Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow did. Catherine Bigelow won though, the didn't she? Heart Locker. Yeah, she won she, for her. I think. Well, yeah, she should have. Um, yeah. And Sophie Coppola did like Lost <gasps> Translation. Yeah, everything good. Yeah. Oh, Sophie Coppola makes the most beautiful films. Did the Heart Locker win over? Avatar. Avatar. That yeah. was it, wasn't it? Which is the and it best. Was, it was thing the biggest ever. fuck you to James Cameron because they're exes. Captain yeah. Bigelow. And that film that I just thought like was beautiful. Yeah, Hurlocker was great. It was horrifying but wonderful. Yeah. And like I, oh, it was amazing. Also for a woman to tackle a war film so effectively was like really empowering. You know what I mean? Speaking of women doing empowering things, the best cinematography nominations, um, that features a woman for the first time. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, if you go to cinematography... Rachel Morrison. Yeah. Mudbound. Mudbound. I never saw that. I didn't see it either, but it's, awesome. she's the first woman in history to be nominated for a um, for cinematography That's award. amazing. You know what sucks? What? Roger Deakins on that list for Blade Runner. Is he on there? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And he sort of deserves it, because it was really good. Yeah. Blade Runner was insane. The cinematography was so It sick. was insane. Which sucks, because I really want a woman to win. But at the same time... I know, I know. I can't pick favorites just because of a gender. Well, maybe but... Greta will win the uh, the best... Directing. Yeah, I and think also for this year... I think she's also up for best uh, screenplay, right? Uh, for Ladybird. Let me check. Now we've been talking about this for a hot second. I know. This is about to be a, I'm sorry, guys. This is about to be a long-ass episode just because we're so excited about all the film stuff coming up. But hopefully you guys like films as much as we do. Um, Call Me By Your Name, writing adapted screenplay. Or wait, for original screenplay, The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Writing adapted screenplay, Call Me By Your Name, Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, Mudbound. I, I think Call Me By Your Name is going to win the best screenplay, but... Yeah. I, I thought Logan was amazing. Holy fuck. Oh, I loved Logan. Just I loved like it. That whole I don't want to give anything away for those of you who haven't seen Logan. But the concept of Logan was is like um Wolverine, who was like a seemingly indestructible superhero, can self heal, can never age, has lived for hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, ends up um getting poisoned with something as a result starts aging quite quickly and, and starts like deteriorating his, in his health and like he's not healing as quick and he's just kind of a he's like, getting older bitter old man like all of his friends have died out he's one of the last people left and in the comic books he's called old man Logan right? yeah at the same time a genetically engineered younger version of him that's being made that is like a science project that is him but younger like a fitter version of him and it's literally about him running away from his younger self. Like, his past is catching up to him. It's so amazing. And, like, that... I just think that's such, such a cool idea for, like, a film. It's really, really good. But, yeah, I... It's tough, too, because I feel like... Call cool By like, Name is also great. Call By Name was amazing. But I feel like um, Hugh Jackman has gotten snubbed by the, the Academy for such a long time. Because he really is such a phenomenal actor. And, like, I feel like he should have gotten something for Logan. Because that is difficult. Even just seeing him ADRing all of the sounds that Logan has to make when he's fighting. I was like, shit, that's that's a difficult job. Yeah, yeah. To act like you're in pain and fighting and, like, 
someone's being taken oh, from yeah. you. Amazing. All of that is just yeah. so much. Oh my gosh, if he had been nominated, I wouldn't be sad about that either, just for his role. Yeah. I guess to, to tie it off, like, Greta Gerwig should be... She, I would like her to win the best screenplay thing, but then I'd also like to see Jordan Peele win the best screenplay thing, because Get Out was like... It was an amazing, amazing it was. script. Yeah. It's an amazing original script as well. And like, that's one thing like I can't even say anything about because I just thought like, and it's relevant. It was really oh, it's the most so relevant, relevant film, beautifully put together. Like, yeah, I he should it. totally him and Greta two faves for that. So hopefully one of them wins it. Yeah. Okay. So can we just last thing we want to talk about because I feel like we didn't really talk about the actors. Oh yeah, Timothy Calumet, Call Me by Your Name, Daniel yeah. Day Lewis, Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya. Get out. Get out. Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel, Esquire. Esquire? Esquire? I, I think um, Gary Oldman will win that. Do you think so? He had to wear a fat, like a he, fat suit. He's won other things before. Yeah, and well, he was smoke. He was like chain smoking cigars, like yeah. actual sm- cigars. Like he's a he's an incredible actor. He's amazing. Although I, mean, I do wish that Timothy Calumet would. Oh, win. I love him because I think he's, he's so amazing. good in that film. Although I also thought that Daniel Kaluuya, I think I'm saying his name right was amazing in Get Out. I think he showed a lot of range because he's British, first of all. So doing that accent is like a lot. But then again, Timothy spoke three different languages. But then again, also like Daniel Day-Lewis. But then again, also Daniel Day-Lewis. But we haven't seen Phantom Thread, so it's hard for us to like No, judge. but he's never really done a bad performance ever. No, no, he hasn't. But I also think he's won a lot of stuff before, so I feel like... You know what's funny? I don't feel like he's won. Um... Daniel Day-Lewis? Did he not? Did There Will Be Blood no. win? No, 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 no. I mean like this award season like I don't think he's won oh you're saying it like the SAG awards and stuff yeah I mean like there's yeah. a SAG there was the there's been so many there was, wasn't there one like yesterday Golden Globes it was Golden Globes but I think there was one yesterday I can't remember the name of it what about Have actresses you... though in leading role um, Sally Hawkins Shape of Water yeah Frances McDormand Three Billboards Outside Ebbing Missouri Margot Robbie I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan Lady Bird Meryl Streep The Post I think Frances McDormand Dormant. Yeah, yeah. She was fucking sick. She's fucking nuts. Although Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water, she... She was really good. She was... Like, she played... She plays a mute woman uh, who is... Like, she's signing the entire time. Yeah, she has so much, like, intensity, doesn't she? Yeah, she's got intensity without being able to say anything. Like, and I think a lot of actors... It takes a lot of skill to not hide behind a script. You know what I mean? To, like, not hide behind lines. But if you're not given anything and all you can do is sign, like, that, it takes skill to walk the life of someone that leads that life. Like, I feel like that's a really, like, I don't know. I think she should be really proud of how she portrayed. Definitely. Everything in that movie. Um, but yeah, Frances McDormand was, like, my hero. After I watched Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, I was like, bitch, uh, I'm gonna be a boss-ass flossy bitch from here on out. Um, Oh, actor in a supporting role. Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project. We never saw Florida Project. I've never seen that. Um, Ooh, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. Who was he? Was he the Uh, guy with glasses? Well, there are two guys with glasses. Oh, yeah, that's good. good I think he was the best friend. The one who was the the gay best friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really good. He was amazing. I really liked him. Yeah. I really liked him. Um, I thought he did an amazing job, but I also, I loved Woody Harrelson. Sam Rockwell was amazing in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I think he he should win that. What do you think? I completely agree. I almost feel like he was the male lead of that movie. Because by the end of it, like, I feel like he is so important in that movie. I don't know. It's weird. 
Like, obviously, Francis McDormand is the actual lead, but I don't know. I almost don't even think of him as, like, a supporting role because he was such a big deal for the movie. Yeah. And then, finally, what about the uh, Best Supporting Actresses? Uh, Any juicy ones there? Mary J. Blige, Mudbound. Mary J. Blige. Allison Janney, I, Tonya. Heard she was amazing. Nice. And terrifying. Leslie Manfield, sorry, Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, totally feel that. Oh, fuck. She was amazing. Yeah. She's she so should good. definitely She win should that. win for supporting role. I completely agree with that. Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. Oh, uh, she was really good as well. She was, she was awesome. Oh, I love everyone. But I think I think Laurie Metcalf, like, really... I really felt... I, know, I, just, I, was, I just, felt, just felt something when she was, like, yeah. doing her stuff. Well, you felt like she was a mother that was concerned about her daughter the yeah. entire time. There's Who just, cared? There's just so many bits now where, like... You see her face, she's like, you remember that bit where she's driving oh. and she's like, she starts panicking. Oh. It's just, oh, so good. I love that movie. Anyway, okay, sorry. We've done it. We've gone through the whole list. Thank you for hanging with us. Um, if you guys have any opinions on any of the Oscar noms, please tweet at us because I find it interesting. Uh, if there's anything that you wish you had seen more of, what if it was Logan or whatever, just let me know because I would love to know. So tweet at us. Yes, yes, yes. We'd love to hear from you. And um, I think that's going to do it for us. Squilliam and I are going to hopefully pre-record an episode from we're out of town, but we're going to be doing long distance. So send us real sweet gifts of puppies and kittens. Keep us in your prayers. To make us feel better about everything. Yes. And that'll be real cute and stuff. But on that note, we will see you guys next week. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and the production assistant from Alan Orton. Thank you guys.